Hello everyone, welcome to this episode of and trust me, you had a very fantastic weekend and we are as excited as I am today in this particular episode I'm great, uh, it's been uh, quite an interesting personally, you know, so I got qualified as a, 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 an insurance professional, you know, so I passed my final exam. So, yeah, thank you very much. So, Welcome to the club. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was just, just okay. Okay, I'm, I'm so happy and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be joining you. <laughs> yeah, my senior. No, hey. <laughs> Congratulations yes, on I hope that um, thank you very much. Um, this particular milestone will open more doors and opportunities to you, and um, I hope that Amen. thank you. Um, certification in much more um, insurance in change, and you know participation in the insurance industry. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been it's been a long journey, and I'm happy that I mean I'm finally done. And okay, yeah, so episode, do you think is going to be a different one? I know that we're still going on with um, you know um, IBS women insurance. Um, um, yeah. What do you think? I, I think it's, it's, it's another interesting uh interesting episode really because uh we were speaking to another woman i call her a superwoman <laughs> really because uh i was drawn to her mainly because of a journey you know from the agency space yeah. you know uh, and then going on to start up our own insurtech business mm-hmm. right so uh it's a it's quite an interesting uh, uh journey and it's something that uh I'm keen on hearing her speak about. So yeah, it'll be interesting to hear from her. I mean, especially the fact that I have background in, in, in agency. So yeah. I think I have a soft spot towards the uh, agency. Agent. So yeah. No, no, yeah. I think it's just about <laughs> natural. So um, who do you think this woman is? Because I'm sure that most of us who are audience are like, excited. Yes. <laughs> yeah, she's actually from Kenya. Eunice Minor. Is her name, and she's the founder CEO of Be Smart Insurance. Eunice Minor will be joining us uh, after the break, and uh, you don't want to miss that, so stay tuned. Welcome, Eunice. Thank you. Thank you so much. How has it been for you in the past few months? Uh, for me, it's been a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for, uh, because uh, when, when crisis happens, uh, I see opportunities and I see, I, I keep asking, what are we supposed to do? What solutions should we provide? So that has really kept me very busy. Uh, trying to find solutions that work for for the industry that we are in, that is insurance. Yeah. Can you maybe tell us a bit about about yourself, right? And what uh, your motivation is? Okay, great. Um, so I am Eunice Maina Buru. Maina is my father. Buru is my husband. Uh, here we keep. Uh, I try to keep all the names. <laughs> and, <laughs> I am a mother and a wife, and 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 the CEO and founder of Bismart Insurance. Uh, Bismart is an online uh, marketplace for insurance, where we enable customers to compare not just price but um, benefits, exclusions, and other customer views of of each particular company. Uh, I also. Uh, an author of the book called Sell Me This Pen. It's a story of my journey as an insurance agent and uh, the lessons that I've learned and what we can do to to make insurance more palatable, more 
exciting. Yeah, so that's I've documented in that book. So um, you're asking about my journey to becoming an interviewer. <laughs> yeah, it's very interesting. I was a trainer. Okay, my journey goes back. I, I studied chemistry and mathematics in the university. So I'm a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> and then I worked a little bit in a pharmaceutical company in the quality control department. Uh, basically working with the burettes and pipettes. If you remember your high school and um, yeah. university, I mean, for those who went to do chemistry in the university, mm. I realized this is not that hard for me. Uh, <laughs> just interacting with pipettes wasn't making me tick. So I got another job as a trainer in an ICT company. That is where I studied uh, computer uh, computer studies and a lot of many uh, computer courses. Like I'm a Microsoft certified system engineer. Mm. I also have a diploma in computers, international advanced diploma in computer studies uh, by NCC Education. That is a UK based um, uh, institution. Yeah, and then um, I reached a point where I felt like, you know, um, it's time to move to the next level. But then I didn't know. I knew I wanted a sales job, but I didn't know what exactly I wanted to sell. And so when I was ready to resign, I walked into one of the insurance companies uh, that was just uh, upstairs. You know, our company was ground floor. The insurance company was first floor. So I walked in there and... um, I told them I wanted, I mean, I asked them what happens to people who, who lose jobs mm. in our policy. And it's when the manager told me there's a job, there are jobs all over. And said, wait, which jobs? I said, <laughs> yeah, anyway, I, had, I told him I can't sell insurance because my experience was, I used to see when insurance agents come to our office, my colleagues would run away from them. <laughs> and, I, you know, I also would run. You know, you just create a reason not to show up. Yet sure, yeah. Appointment. <laughs> but you just create a reason. And I remember sometimes we would even tell each other if uh, if you feel like I've taken more than five minutes, just come yeah. and call <laughs> So I was very curious to understand why do people run away from insurance agent? And if it is that good, because I had already bought a policy, if it is that good, why don't people want to buy it? And so my curiosity uh, combined with now I've been given these the opportunities available, I was like, yeah, I'm, after all, I'm tired in my job. It's a good thing to try and also uh, be a um, uh, uh, um, <laughs> an FBI, you know, FBI to to check to see whether truly what they say. <laughs> yeah, so that's what? how I joined insurance. I started selling life insurance, uh, and it was very hard. It was very very hard at the beginning. Uh, I took three months before I even sold one policy. And remember, wow. as an agent, if you don't sell a policy, you don't have commission. Yeah. So I had finished all the the dues I had received from my previous company. And so I went my negative when it comes to income. Thanks yeah. for my family because uh, I would say that they were supportive mm. this journey. Yeah, so it was very hard. And I, I kept figuring out, trying to figure out how can we position insurance, especially life insurance, in a way that customers would want it. Because I believed that it had something to do with packaging. Mm. And it's true. I discovered that people did not trust insurance. They did not trust the agents. They did not trust the whole process. And so I figured, because being a trainer, as a trainer, you always try to find ways of making your students understand better. Mm. So I, I, I decided to learn about personal financial planning and management. And... And I learned that, I practiced what I was learning, and I started teaching my customers on how to manage their money. That is budgeting, you know, goal setting, and how insurance fits into this uh, scheme of, of financial planning. And you know what? 
uh, customers started coming to me. Mm. Yes, I stopped following customers. I stopped running after customers. <laughs> they started following me, and my colleagues would ask, "How is it for you to see you?" <laughs> Yet, as we are struggling to find them, I say, "You must provide a solution to people." Yes, yeah. you must know what is their problem, what is their pain point, and. Uh, you know, give them a solution, and they will always follow you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I've got to that book. Um, you can find it on Amazon. Uh, okay, right, um, great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it, it, it's quite interesting how um, the the experience of agents. I mean, it's 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 kind of, it's kind of the same everywhere, right? I mean, you mentioned about you know when your colleagues yourself and your colleagues see agents they run away or you create an excuse i mean i can i can really relate to some of those things and it's just you know evident that there are a lot of things that we can really learn from each other and things like that so i know that quite interesting like you like you uh, pointed out there your journey into the insurance space and how it all started and your struggles and what made you begin to get successful i know that you grew in the agency space uh, up onto to the leadership right and so what principles or motivations powered you you know to climb up the ladder like wow. you are a scientist <laughs> in the insurance space okay that's a very good question yeah first curiosity got me there hmm. two challenges kept me going <laughs> <laughs> And the more the challenges, the more I was, of course, it was a very painful process, but the more I was motivated to make it. Now, this is the reason. The challenges were, even my, you know, family uh, would not understand why I would stop doing what they call a noble job. Yeah. But poking because, uh, you know, at that point, those days, uh, it's like you are, you become a hawker. And yeah. were not really much appreciated, mm. so uh, they couldn't understand how. So, mm. and, and I, I think for me the drive was, you know, I've made a crazy decision, and when you make crazy decisions, then you have to stand by this crazy decision and you have to make it. So, I'd say the challenges actually were biggest motivation to overcome and make it. Yeah, so so those challenges, um, because even my colleagues, the, the insurance agents themselves, I remember one time we were asked, why are you guys not selling? Mm. And everybody said it because there was no money, because it was 2009. 2009 was a very difficult year in Kenya. Mm. I, I mean, actually, it was difficult in the world because that there was the financial yes, yes. Uh, downturn. Yes. And then in Kenya, it was more because we had just come from post-election violence. Mm. that had made businesses go down. So uh, everybody was saying that it is because it's no money. But then I remember when I was asked, I said, it's because customers don't trust us. And I was good. Yeah, I was good. They asked, so you, how much have you sold? <laughs> yeah, and of course, uh, for for me, um, I think I get solace when I cry. So <laughs> I cried. I went to the bathroom. I cried myself out and knew that, you know, God, here you have to help me mm. because there's nowhere for me to go. So I have to make it or make it. So I'd say challenges really drove me to, to that. Mm, that that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's quite interesting. And I mean, I mean, being an agent, it, it's quite tough, right? But uh, there are a lot of things that... I, for one, for example, has learned even being an agent, you know, you build yourself, you're able to help people, you're able to create value for people if you actually go down and do the job. In your view now, so the industry uh, has been forced to kind of rethink the distribution aspect of the value chain, right? Uh, I mean, you play in that space now. I'm yeah. going to talk about uh, Bismart um, later on. But how does an insurer really choose the right uh, distribution channel to use, you know, in today's uh, today's world. 
You know, I work with insurance. Uh, when I uh, after being an insurance agent, I I got a promotion and I became the country sales manager and also as a of business development and product uh, development at that point. And one thing that I learned during that time, and I am learning even now, that it does not begin with uh, you don't begin with. Uh, distribution. You first need to understand the customer needs, and then uh, see what is the best product for the customer, and then find out which is the best distribution channel for that product. For example, right now, if um, I believe we need to develop more on-demand insurance products, mm. and those uh, can easily because most of the customers who need the on-demand. They have a mobile phone, or they have access to internet. Then you can just use the mobile phone as a distribution channel. Mm. Uh, so that then you can scale. You know the thing with on-demand insurance products. I believe that this the premium ticket should be lower, and that becomes very expensive to push through insurance agents. Yes. Yeah. So then uh, the digital platform becomes uh, much uh, the the most optimal channel for that distribution yeah mm, mm. so it really depends with the product and uh, and uh, and then you're able to choose the channel mm. all right so yes. so so you mentioned a, a, a few things there that um i'm quite uh, curious about so you mentioned uh mobile right and i think that if we are going to actually get insurance to uh, every corner of Africa. I mean, we need to leverage a lot of 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 mobile. You know, so but could could mobile be the key to uh, you know us unlocking the informal sector, you know, creating products, you know, building processes around you know mobile so that people can consume it there. There are many keys. Okay, there are many, there are many aspects. So when it comes to insurance, okay. there are very many aspects, and one of the aspects is. First, do we have the right products for the customers at the moment? Mm. Or are we still selling the products that we inherited from our forefathers? Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's number one. Mm. If we have the right product, then I believe mobile is the solution. Mm. So if, I don't believe technology is the problem. I believe that it is we have to really do research and understand our customers much more fast. And then we use technology to scale the solution that works. So yes, once we have the right product for the uh, the, the customer, then I believe mobile is the solution. For example, in Kenya, we have over 100% subscription for mobile phone. Mm. So meaning each household has a mobile phone. Mm. So each had a better way of distributing rather than through that mobile. Mm. But then we need to think like the way um I would say the way MPESA thinks. Mm. Because you need to make it so easy and needed. So we we need to think like what do uh you know the, the loan the lenders because like in Kenya, the mobile lending is so huge. Mm. So what is in the mind of a customer when they're taking a loan? Mm. What? How can we position insurance as they do that? So that as they take a loan, part of the loan goes to paying insurance. Mm. So there's a lot of engineering that you need to do. Mm. It means that uh insurers i mean compared to before need to now begin to engage their customers to really understand them the more i mean conversations around you know customer engagement you know understanding your customer what exactly you know like you said you know not just selling what we have always sold before i mean we have been selling it for the past hundred years and it's car insurance right okay let's just yeah. sell it as as it is right so but really I, we are still not seeing uh, the change that we need to see from you know insurance companies in Africa. Right? Uh, not so many are beginning to look at. Okay, let's start creating something. But really, how important is it for insurers to begin to you know adapt? You know, in response to you know some of this customer demand. I would just summarize it simply: it's innovate or die. Mm. And innovation is not technology. Mm. Innovation is 
uh, look, you know, focus on the customer need, focus on the customer pain, engineer mm. a solution around that. That is innovation, yes. Mm. So every um, insurer, every underwriter that is not innovating will die. It's, mm. it, I mean, it's, um, we don't know, the question is when, it's not whether they will or not. It mm. is when, yes, and and I see the when coming very soon. Mm. So uh, I, I think we can't escape that. They have to innovate. Um, else, other ways will emerge that will swallow the mm. whole. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. It's, 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 it's interesting. I mean, when you were speaking earlier, you mentioned Empesa, right? So I mean, mm-hmm. we're, we're we're going to come to. I know that you. With Bismart is the way that you're working with Mpesa in terms of you know reaching you know the customer. So, but before we go into more details of that, so what? Uh, so you mentioned that you became um, the head of uh, of sales at, at uh, the insurance company you were an agent for, right? Yes. Yeah. So, what now at that point uh, motivated you to set up your own business? You know, set up Bismart. <laughs> I mean, generally because I mean, you don't usually see agents go on to set up something major like this. You know, for here we see maybe agents eventually, maybe after thirty years or so, they say they okay, have a franchise, you know, something or you know, uh, maybe a broken firm or something, or maybe they just. Continue to just sell the insurance. You know, once an insurance agent, always an insurance agent. You, know, you always get your commission yeah, any which way when you bring in your business, right? What really motivated you to to go into that? Uh, you know, good question. Um, yeah, it's true. Most insurance agents don't uh, evolve to mm. be something else. I am a curious person. Uh, okay. I'm very curious. <laughs> and um, when I was working in the insurance company, I, I I had a lot of innovation ideas on what we can do. Because I was always with the customers, with the agents, with brokers, with, you know, mobile mm. operators. And I had so many ideas on how mm. we, can, we can make insurance work. Mm. And good things that I was working in the micro insurance department. Okay. But then... Uh, in uh, organizations, when they are big, it becomes very difficult to push an idea that is fresh. Yeah. Because there are limitations in terms of structure and bureaucracy and all that. So a concept may take so long. For example, one of the concepts that I brought on board, the first, the first product that I was able to develop, it took over a year uh, mm. from uh, you know, con- uh, proof of concept to market. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And then I had another idea and I had gotten even partnerships we had who had created technology and uh, it took so long to get a, a proof of concept. But then in my mind, I'm thinking we can do this if we can move faster. Mm-hmm. So what we did me to live was, I want to change the insurance world, mm-hmm. but the structures are not allowing me to change. Mm-hmm. So I need to go so that I operate without structures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Bull step. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, so that that is that was a drive that pushed me to leave my job. It was a very good job. I actually, mm. I, I mean, uh, no one, no one does that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. Uh, my husband would ask me, "Who does that?" <laughs> yeah. Right, but I mean. Uh, even being being an agent is it's a bold step right because like you said you know if you don't make sales you don't earn right so it, you are pushed to you, you get that that there's already a motivation to do more to do better you can earn as much as 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 you want you know so now bismart is is, is up and running at this point so but now can you tell us a bit about uh I know you mentioned uh, what Bismarck does, but a bit about um, what exactly you offer, and I mean that interesting bit with the uh, integration of Mpesa. Oh yeah. Um, so when we began Bismarck, uh, basically a marketplace, but then we also realized that we were hitting uh, like a challenge because customers will have a very smooth process online until we come to payment and the claims management and, you know, those documentation. So we would do it manually. 
initially. Um, but then we realized we need to have an end-to-end connection to the insurer. And one of the most important connection is payment. So uh, we integrated with M-Pesa uh, such that when a customer say they have selected, they want um, a product X, Mm. And it is costing 2,000 shillings. So they will go through the process and they'll click on buy. Once they click on buy, they will be asked to put in their phone number. Mm. When they put in their phone number, a message is sent to their phone whereby they only put the PIN. Basically, just authorizing the transaction to go through. Mm. And that has made it so simple and easy. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's it's awesome. <laughs> mm, that, that's that's that's. So I'm I'm, I'm curious. Uh, so Bismart is not a full fledged insurer, right? It's a marketplace. No, it's a, it's a marketplace. Yeah, right. So now I'm curious how uh, your relationship with uh, insurers that you are partnering with is right. I mean, in I mean, you as a marketplace, you want to make it easy for your customers to be able to buy, you know, seamless and you have insurers on the other end, like, I mean, like you said before, from your experience, when you have a big insurer, they're, you know, slow to make decisions. I mean, and we see generally around the world, really, that uh, engaging technology is not something that they are quick to to, to do, I mean, insurers, right? So uh, what has been your experience, you know, engaging them on, you know, with Bismart and what would you want to see from them, you know, going forward? I think we started when the concept was very new. So okay. most insurance companies were fearing to put mm. their products in the marketplace. Mm. Uh, but then when we managed to get to, okay. uh, we decided to just run with the, we actually got the first two. And we started to run with it and, you know, just made a lot of noise about it. And mm-hmm. then the other insurers started looking for us. <laughs> uh, they are missing out. That's the beauty of um, insurance companies. Basically, they don't they don't innovate. That's a fact. Mm. What they do, they just copy each other. So we focus <laughs> on that <laughs> a lot. <laughs> so once we get one, we tell the next one. You know, even so and so is doing it. Yeah. And so they quick to adopt. Mm. So from where I sit, uh, because I've been in the insurance industry, it's mm. not been very. It's not been very difficult to get them to place their products online, okay. uh, but I, it was a lot of work to get them accept any documents. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> In fact, COVID is what has helped us. Mm. Yeah, this season of lockdown is a blessing to us mm. because finally we have accepted that e-documents are documents. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> For the Kenya market now, for example, uh, so can you just maybe briefly just tell us about how how much of technology, I mean, the industry is adopting? Is is COVID nineteen really accelerating that, or we're still seeing the sluggish? Like you said, you know, insurance companies don't really they're not keen to innovate. What's what's the what's the pulse in the? I think they are keen, but I think they don't know how to. Mm. <laughs> the structure, the bureaucracy does not allow innovation. Mm. Yeah, so I wouldn't say they are not keen. I think they all want to. Mm. Yeah, but the challenge hits them uh, when because they have there are so many handles, and you know, innovation requires speed. Mm. Yes. Yeah, requires speed. You go to market, test, fail, mm. uh, go back. Uh, you know, design again, go to market, fail. You know, yeah, that's what is required for for you to innovate. Yeah, so it's not that you don't; they are not keen. I believe they are, mm. and I think what they should do is to partner with startups like Be Smart, mm. and uh, the the startups will innovate once the product works. Then they can take it to the mainstream uh, mm. insurance. Yeah. Right. So, so in in terms of uh, partnering with with startups and I mean Bismart, for example, I know that you have a white label product that you want to that you're testing right now and you want to launch soon. That I mean that could benefit uh, insurers not just in Kenya but maybe Africa. Uh, can you tell us a bit about what oh, that yeah. product is about and what you want to achieve? Yeah, because you see, we are always continuously looking at what are the problems and what are the solutions. Mm. We realize that insurance companies are spending a lot of money in mm. technology. Mm. 
and so little time and energy and money on innovation. Okay. And so we thought uh, uh, that if insurance companies would focus on managing the risks and you know uh, getting the right products, then we can provide them with technology that is uh, very cost effective and it will take them a very short time. I'll tell you our our solution because we've already built we put all the features that we imagine that customers will need in the future including on demand insurance mm. so all what the insurance company need is to just uh, uh, take their product they pay a deployment fees and then they'll be paying a small monthly fees on a monthly basis that means they don't need to build technology what they need the right products and and use our technology mm. to get customers. So it's an, an e-commerce, it's um, an insurance e-commerce platform mm. that enables them to customize the products the way they want. And in less than two hours, they can go to market. Mm, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's and in, in, you know, and in 10% of the costs they would spend on technology. Oh, wow. That's interesting. So you have so done the Mm. And and cut time to two hours. Mm. No. Yes, I mean that's that, that's that's a win-win, and those are some of the benefits that uh, you know partnering with uh, insurtechs, uh, you know, would bring to the to the industry, right? And so, I mean, we've talked about insurers now. Let's go back to uh, agents, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I've been an agent for a while, and. Part of the reasons why uh, I feel uh, I felt that we needed to speak with you was because of you know the agency space, right? Uh, there are a lot of values that we can still get from that space. You know that still contributes a lot to you know the <clears throat> the premium that uh, the insurance industry in in Nigeria, I'm sure also in Kenya, you know brings up, and so from your experience right uh, so what skills or attitude would you encourage today's uh, agent to have you know what i call the agent 2.0 hi everyone uh, my name is adebo ali banjo i'm co-founder ceo at mycover.ai and we are building africa's digital insurance infrastructure for the latest news on insurance technology in africa Keep listening to InsurTech Business Series and stay updated. I would say this as an agent. Uh, let me give uh, a quote. In times of change, learners inherit the art. While the learned find themselves beautifully equipped to deal with a world that no longer exists. And this reminds me on the okay, bridge yeah, that you shared yeah. uh, on LinkedIn. Yeah, and, and and you know how yeah. the river changed course, and a whole bridge that mm. was a masterpiece yeah. has no purpose. So, uh, what I would tell agents is, if you sit and continue doing business as usual, you will be very equipped because you consider yourself learned. You know, learned is past tense, and it you will find that the solutions you were you were you had. The problem does not exist anymore. So educate yourself in new ways of doing your business. And I see it in this way. And we have a solution for agents also. I see it this way. You need to position yourself as, number one, a digital agent. Number two, or you can be an aggregator. Or number three, you can become a financial consultant. those agencies you know, so what strategies do you think that uh, they should be putting in place so that they can get the best out of of agents that they are engaging? I think agent, each agent must have a website mm. to start with. 
So that's a new office. If you don't have an office, I mean, this is a new office. <laughs> I call it the new office. <laughs> you no longer need a physical mm. building. So have a website, encourage them to have a website. The next thing, and, and this I know, I have a team that can train uh, those who are interested on how you generate leads mm. online. Because there are many various ways of generating leads. Mm. Yeah. That's what I would do. Okay, that's 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 great. Um, so before we let you go, can you tell us a bit about what the future holds for Be Smart and you know what you are working on right now in terms of maybe are you are you looking for investors? Are you looking to expand? Yes, we are looking for investors. Oh, we've been in conversation with a few, and because. Uh, for us, we've been, we've been, we'll say that how success will look like is when we have 2 million uh, customers using our platforms across the board. Yes. So both in, uh, in Kenya, Africa, actually we want to expand right. from Kenya. So uh, if you call us <laughs> Nigeria, we'll be very fun. Yeah. yeah uh, so we are looking at, actually our target is Ghana, Nigeria, uh, Uganda, those are our first okay. three targets at the moment. And then the next phase, we can go to other countries. But those three, uh, we're looking at from January, we should All be right. in those three. All right, that's, that's, that's great. Uh, yeah, so we can start yeah. connecting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I have great people yeah. who listen to, to this podcast from around the world, really. We support what you're doing and we need more and more uh, innovative ways of doing this insurance business, especially for Africa. There are a lot of opportunities in this space, right? And we need a lot more innovation. And if it's going to be coming from the agency force, um, I'm all for it because that's that's my first family, right? Especially when you're talking about the insurance industry. So, so yeah, I mean, amazing work that you're doing. And it was a pleasure speaking with you. Really, I really do, did enjoy the conversation. And uh, thank you very much. I enjoyed it too. Thank you so much. I look forward to actually, uh, because now flights have yeah. opened up, I look forward to travel, but let's th- start the conversation okay. online and then we can always... Yeah, sure, no problem. Yeah. No problem. And, and, and get a copy of my book okay. on Amazon. All Sell right. me this thing. All right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You will hear the whole story. I've written the whole story including what agents can do mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah that's interesting so definitely definitely yes. so um how can people connect with you linkedin or you want to share your email yeah linkedin it's okay. minor okay. on linkedin uh for smart is be smart insurance on linkedin uh my twitter is at unis w minor uh for be smart is be smart at be smart ke and you can reach me on email at eminer at bsmart.co. Right, that's, that's perfect. Thank you very much once again. Before we let you go, we elected to spotlight a company creating IoT devices. And these devices have the potential to change the way we sell insurance and engage with customers. Do take a listen. Can you introduce yourself and what you do, Nahal? Yeah, sure. Uh, so my name is Nahal Jermakani. Uh, I serve as the uh, head of strategic partnerships at Novatrack Limited. I'm born and brought up in Nigeria, and uh, you know Nigeria is a place that I consider home. You know, although I've uh, done quite a bit of my education abroad, uh, moved back to back to Nigeria in 2018. So uh, so we're third generation uh, in in, uh, in this country. <laughs> And it's important to note that uh, why, why I bring it up usually uh, early on, because as as a expat uh, li- living in the country, as I said, we've, we've been uh, we've been in Nigeria for a long time, and and, and anything that we do uh, in the country is long term. Uh, you know, our, our our company has been uh, uh, in, in various different sectors, various different services uh, for for decades. Right uh, now, this this particular um, you know, Novatrack specifically is uh, founded in 20, 2007. And uh, what I do for the company as a, the head of uh, strategic partnerships for our IoT division 
is uh, yeah. look at how we can utilize technology and the Internet of Things to digitalize businesses across the country, uh, across wow. all sectors. And, uh, you know, one of the questions that uh, Damola sent to me, uh, you know, er- earlier mm-hmm. this week was how, how has it been since the pandemic hit or how, how has our business yeah. been coping oh, yeah. with COVID? And, uh, you know, we're, we're happy to say that given that most of our operation fo- is focused and, and, and the value that we bring to our customers is focused around uh, okay. how do we digitize and how do we bring technology into business processes? Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. We, we've, we, we've been doing okay. Yeah, we've been okay. doing okay. All right. So um, I know you mentioned Internet of uh, Internet of Things, but how exactly does this tie to the insurance industry? And when insurance industry are willing to partner with your company, what exactly are they looking to benefit Hi, I'm Dr. Neto, founder and CEO of Wella Health, where we're working on affordable access to healthcare using technology and alternative care pathways, microinsurance being central to our work. I'm delighted to be on a chat on InsurTech Business Series, where we talk about some of the stuff we're learning at Wella Health and how we can improve insurance adoption across Nigeria and Africa. Enjoy. Uh, thank you for the question. So, it's the insurance industry is is one that we're very keen to to work with, and uh, you know it's a little bit early stages at this point. How exactly Internet of Things uh, integrates with with the whole insurance offering for their clients is is quite simply on the aspect of risk. Uh, we've we've been in, t- in touch with some of the top uh, insurance companies, and they all have you know quite uh, quite substantial departments which are fully focused on how do we reduce the the level of risk for the end user so insurance is is broad you know you have auto insurance you have uh, facilities insurance uh, assets and whatnot Uh, fire as well as a big thing so when we talk about the internet of things the the uh, the aspect of being able to track any parameter uh, on your assets or on your facilities so you know we'll give a couple examples uh, around fire uh, you know, we, we I think uh, some of the some major breweries had, uh, I think it was Nigerian breweries earlier, uh, a couple of months ago, had a major fire in one of their warehouse. Uh, the, the question with with uh, with with fire uh, incidents is what happens? How is the response? How quickly is the response from the uh, from the authorities? Right. And when you have assets and you have uh, you know, physical goods in a particular warehouse that end up uh, losing, you know, losing the value due to lack of uh, response. Uh, mm-hmm. It begs the question: What systems are in place to detect those uh, incidences and uh, get the information to the right people for a quick response? So, when you talk about Internet of Things, you know, we have our our, our fire detection systems, our smoke detectors, uh, who uh, who actually transmit information from the from the particular facility whether it's a warehouse whether it's a factory hospital uh, whatever uh, client it is and by having access to the information when the incident happens on a real time not only real time but the the uh, the notification can be sent either by an sms by email uh, okay. you know, if there's a mo- mobile application, you get an instant notification and the right people get notified for a quick response. So this is just one use case around fire that, you know, we're, we're working closely with uh, with some of the uh, the insurance companies to bring it to their consumers. Um, so I know you've been around since um, 2007. So what exactly has been your customers' experience with, you know, partnering or using your product? Yeah, great question. So we, so since 2007, we actually uh, primarily have have uh, offered solutions around vehicle tracking. Uh, our IoT business is is much younger. Uh, it's it's about uh, two years old now. Uh, the experience from the customer on, on the vehicle tracking is is uh, you know, I think at this point most most people either have an, a vehicle tracker uh, on 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 their cars. Or have uh, have thought have thought of getting it, and ultimately the 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 value that they get is is, is immense. I mean, 
you know, when you have companies who have large fleets of vehicles, whether it is for transporting people or transporting goods, they want to understand what is the the utilization, right? We talk about the the importance of data, so yeah. the and and the variety of data that be, can uh, can arise from uh, from simply tracking your 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 vehicle. Um, you know, you have things around, as I said, utilization, the the route route planning is very key. Uh, the usage of fuel in the vehicle, uh, theft. Obviously, theft is is a major. Um, uh, you know, major concern when it comes to, to vehicles. So, so on the vehicle side, it's uh, you know, it, it's quite it's a quite developed uh, market. There's there's a number of uh, other service providers that uh, you know that, that offer these uh, solutions. Uh, so for us right now, you know, our, our key focus on on the Internet of Things uh, within is going to be uh, on the fixed assets, not so okay. not, not not only vehicles. So so. Uh, you know, I, I I get a lot of resistance uh, initially uh, when when people hear Internet of Things to say that it's something that potentially, you know, they'll be looking at in the future or it's something that's coming. You know, it is a buzzword. Uh, you can put it along with with artificial intelligence, machine learning. Uh, so we we try as much as possible to educate people that uh, that Internet of Things is here. It's here today. And mm-hmm. uh, Internet of Things can be applied to literally anything that uh, you know that 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 you see around you. So uh, on the insurance side, you know we're 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 open to to continuing to collaborate and 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 work with the insurance companies to see what are the biggest aspects in terms of risk. How do they reduce the risk for for claims from their customers? Mm-hmm. And by by being able to track, you know, different pieces of information, uh, you know, we 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 cater to the, the solution to them, to uh, to ensure that you know, uh, incidences are re- uh, reduced, whether it's fire, whether it's theft, uh, flooding as well is a, is a big thing that a number of insurance companies have brought up to us, um, you know. So so how do you reduce the the uh, incidences of uh, the, these things happening, but more importantly, if they do happen, how quickly is the response time to to, to reduce the loss? Uh, you know, in terms of claims, uh, the, the statistics are there. Uh, Federal Fire Department uh, did a study in 2018, and there was about uh, five trillion uh, five trillion naira a year of loss due to due to fire incidences. And six, yeah, and and sixty percent of those uh, incidences occurred during the nighttime. And usually in the nighttime, you know, the offices might be closed if it's a commercial facility and industrial facility. Uh, so because it's it's the night, the response is not there. You know, so with our IoT devices, you're you're you you get access to to real uh, real time notification in the event of a of an incident uh, and then you can also customize how do you receive the alerts um, you know as i said earlier sms email phone call you can even customize with technology these days uh, you know you can get a phone call to the to the head of maintenance for example and, and whatnot okay so i'm guessing the type of partnership you're looking for um currently has to do with insurance that's um, correct me if i'm wrong yeah, yeah. Uh, insurance is, is a, as I said, it's an industry that we're we're quite keen to to continue uh, to break into and, and partner with, uh, you know, with the major insurance companies simply because of the potential that we see. Um, now, in terms of customizing the solutions, that that's really up to uh, listening to the consumer and listening to the insurance company uh, on on what they need, what are their pain points. Where are their pain points? Um, you know, oftentimes with InsureTech, and and you 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 guys are an expert on on the InsureTech side. There's a lot of conversations around registering, uh, cl- processing claims, uh, yeah. giving quotations, and and whatnot. So you know, we we're we're quite keen to raise awareness that there's also within the InsureTech space a, a key aspect of how do you reduce risk, and then when in the in- event where where an incident happens or you have a claim. How do you reduce the value of that claim by 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 uh, having access to that information through the Internet of Things, through sensors, and and the the scope of what's possible, uh, the scope of what's possible is quite large. So, follow me in terms of the the education piece uh, yeah. for the insurance companies. 
uh, at this point, like I said, we're taking more of an educative and consultative approach to see where, what are the pain points and what do people uh, what do people actually need? What where where is the the highest value of loss and highest value of claims for the insurance companies? And how can we work together to reduce those claims and reduce those uh, the value of the loss uh, in the event of incidents? Yeah. How do you think people can reach you? Like, how can they contact you if um, they're an insurance company actively looking for, you know, such partnership to, especially in terms of claims management and other part of the businesses? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they can reach out to me directly uh, through LinkedIn or uh, our website. So our uh, our website is plugandplayiot.io. Uh, so either our website or, or reach out to me uh, directly on LinkedIn. And, uh, you know, we'd be happy to start the conversation and uh, and see how we can support uh, support the insurance companies to reduce their, their uh, value of their claims and uh, ensure that their clients are able to respond quickly in the event of an incident, whether it's theft, fire, flooding and, and whatnot. Okay, great. Thank you very much, Nahel, for coming on our podcast. Um, we hope to have this, more of these conversations with you. You know, um, I don't want to say in the future, but sometime soon. Yeah, it, it's my pleasure. I mean, as I told you earlier, I'm honored to, to be on this show. I'm really impressed by what you guys are, are doing. Uh, you. you know, and technology is... is uh, uh, has a huge potential. I mean, you look at uh, countries like China, like India. Uh, yeah. you know, Ch- China has lifted 500 uh, million people out of poverty within a period of 15 years. Uh, you know, the 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 issues in in the Nigerian economy and and the the um, you know the, the the challenges of the day to day businesses is well documented. Uh, now, you know, we, we prefer to be solution oriented and we strongly believe that technology is the way forward for, uh, you know, lifting, lifting people out of poverty, similar to what China has done. Uh, so, you know, our, our engineers who work on our Internet of Things uh, solutions are all, uh, you know, they're all trained locally. Um, you know, we bring in the expertise and, 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 and then train them to develop, hopefully, eventually develop their own IoT businesses, uh, you know, where they can uh, build, build their solutions, whether it's insur- insurance or other industries. All right, and um, hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Hello, and welcome to the news update. I'm Damilola. First, the headlines. Adeolu Adewumiza to take over as MD CEO of Alliance Nigeria. Law Union and Rock insurance shareholders accept new investors' offer for shares. Africa re records 30% growth in profit in H1 amidst the pandemic. Court favours small businesses, asks insurers to pay out COVID-19 claims in the UK. Now, the details. Adeolu Adewumiza to take over as MD CEO of Alliance Nigeria. Alliance Africa has announced a new leadership change at Alliance Nigeria. The change, according to the insurer, is still subject to the approvals of the local regulatory authorities. Adeolu Adewumiza, currently the regional head of mergers, acquisitions and transformation, has been nominated as the MD CEO of Alliance Nigeria. She is penned to succeed Sukomi Adekeye. Law, union and rock insurance shareholders accept new investors' offer for shares. The shareholders of Law, Union and Rock Insurance PLC have accepted an offer of 1 Naira 23 Kobo per share for every 50 Kobo ordinary share they held from the new owner of the company, Verod Capital Management. The board of Law Union and Rock secured the exit payment from its investor in the quest to get full value for the investment of shareholders of the company. Africa Re records 30% growth in profit in H1 amidst the pandemic. The reinsurance firm 
the African Reinsurance Corporation, Africa Re, has recorded a gross premium income of $393 million at the end of the second quarter of 2020, compared to $431.87 million reported in the same period of 2019, being at 8.99% below prior year. This is as net profit in the first six months of 2020 was $18.72 million, outperforming the same period in 2019, an increment of 30.03%. Court favors small businesses, asks insurers to pay out COVID-19 claims in the UK. Thousands of SMEs expressed their excitement after a court ruled that the insurers should pay out on some business interruption claims connected to the coronavirus pandemic. A number of insurance firms had rejected almost all claims for lost trade relating to COVID-19, arguing that policies did not cover unprecedented restrictions imposed during the lockdown. With the new development, insurance companies will likely pay out £1.2 billion to about 37,000 SMEs on their business interruption cover. And that's it on the news update. Stay tuned. Welcome back. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that uh, that conversation. Uh, it was it was a swell it was a swell conversation uh, a lot of a lot of a lot of talking points a lot of things uh, uh, i mean I, I i i take away um, you know her, her, her thoughts around you know the agent 2.0 you know being intentional really because i i still think that i mean agents uh, play a huge role uh, in the industry, and they can make, uh, they can help the industry to to gain a lot of ground. You know, especially looking at the fact that they have a lot of conversations with the customer, right? And so they have, they hold a lot of of knowledge and information and influence, you know, at the grassroots. So engaging them the right way, but then the agents as well need to, you know, like she mentioned, be more intentional and go all out, you know. The mindset has to change. So, uh, w- w- what stood out for you? Well, I was going to say you took the word right out of my mouth. But mm. again, I like the fact that she was able to, you know, capitalize on that agency part and was able to, you know, distribute insurance through a you know digital market. So um, mm. she now has, you know, like a Bismart now with a one-stop shop. For you to purchase yeah. you have like, you know, mm. like um, should I say a mini Jumia where mm-hmm. you buy um, insurance to check the best I think it's actually an interesting one especially now that a lot of people are looking for easiest way to compare prices and to pick insurance that is most suitable for yeah 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 so uh, i mean uh we are so excited for uh unis minor and what she's doing uh, with be smart insurance and uh, all the way there in kenya and thank you very much again for for coming on it was it was a pleasure having you yeah. Uh, it's not every day that we get a superwoman to be on, yeah. on our podcast. Now I see why yes. you call her a superwoman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I mean, with the book again, you know, so they're, they're documenting all of our all of our uh, work in the agency is, space, yeah. And, and yeah. So, so I mean, I definitely am getting that book, you know. So I need to, I need to enter into uh, our, our mind and see how how, how, how that works. We need a sign. Yes. Copy. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, so yeah, thank you very much once again and um, definitely we we'll, uh, would we'll, uh, continue the conversation. We'll have a lot of things coming up and definitely uh, we'll be, you know, engaging in his minor and a lot of other people who are doing great stuff in the uh, insurance and insurtech space in across Africa, you know. So uh, these guys are really are the trailblazers, you know. Uh, as that space is still quite growing, and and 
promising. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, we we are happy to to support them and also engage in any way that we can. Thank you so much, Ines. Thank you to all our listeners. Um, we appreciate your contribution and your views as well as your your input as well. Thank you so much. We hope that you have a fantastic day. Yes. Take care and stay safe. Bye.